Welcome back, everybody, to our Fish 500 podcast, Academia Behind the Scenes. Uh, this is Mal. I'm Kate. How's it going? Welcome, Pax. Yeah, welcome, Pax. Um, so last time, Kate and I got to talk to Amanda Vincent, who is the principal investigator at Project Seahorse here at the IOF. And we got to hear a little bit about her experience in in academia, in science, as a woman, and how she got to where she is today. Uh, We're switching gears a little bit and getting the perspective of a student. So we have with us today uh, Pax Templeton, who is one of Amanda's master students. And Pax, um, tell us about why you wanted to join Project Seahorse or come to the IOF in particular, uh, anything that you might want to share. So yeah, I started looking at different programs and I found Institute of Oceans and Fisheries and just reached out and Amanda wrote me back and said that she had just had this crazy amount of applications and that she had decided that that year she was going to go with people that sounded interesting. So as opposed to what? Um, that's awesome and did you apply to work only with amanda or did you reach out to a bunch of people i will i will say i wrote amanda first and amanda's really busy she didn't write me back for about six months oh wow yeah that's Um, crazy so i had honestly totally given up and was just going to continue my life i was like you know maybe this is not the right path and then right when I decided that, I made the road back. Oh, nice timing. Yeah, that is really good timing. And it's certainly been a difficult time. Like, academia can be really hard. Academia is, like, stress-inducing. And I think there's a lot of pressure put on the qualifications. Yeah. So I think it's really nice to hear that there's people, like, well, I think there's a couple people in this department that are willing to look beyond the qualifications and into, like, the intention of people, which is really great. But how, if you're willing to share about this, how has, like, the experience of coming into academia, knowing that it's going to be a quote unquote uphill battle, um, as well as like during COVID, like has that had an effect on your mental health coming into this or has it been challenging in any ways that you can speak to? I would say it's definitely been challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, academia is hard just for the work-life balance. And also a lot of the, the work that we do in the IOF right now academically is not very tangible work. It's mm-hmm. all like theoretical. Um, and we don't get that much opportunity to work on things hands-on until you actually get to field work if you do field work. So that's been kind of frustrating to me. I definitely relate to that. And I think academia um, has a tendency to like bring people out of yeah, that hands-on work and into this theoretical space away from even, you know, in your case where a lot of the projects and project CRs are very community-based. It's hard to do that when you can't be in the community. It's very, it's very separate. So I can imagine that it takes a toll. But hopefully it will change because my field work is supposed to be six months working in the communities. Wait, what? When? Where? I guess we didn't even ask you what your project is. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's working with the Patagonian seahorse, kind of trying to like figure out why the population continues to decline over time. Right. Like what, what factors are allowing that to keep happening even though they keep like upgrading the amount of people that are watching the environment they, they've now like banned fishing nets they've banned mm-hmm. extraction of seahorses that declare them like this natural monument still they're declining when do you go uh september that's so exciting yeah um do you need a field assistant <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome okay anyway sorry conversation okay. De- derailed 
So your opinion might change once you kind of start getting into uh, field work or whatever. Um, but would you consider staying in academia? To be honest, I wouldn't. And I would say the biggest issue that I've seen is that there's very few role models that show good work-life balance. I feel very passionate about the work that is done here. It's amazing work. But there's like so many people that are waking up at 4 a.m. to do that work. Okay. And I see that and I don't want it. Yeah. Um, and I wish that there was more of that in academia and maybe there will be someday. But what would you see yourself doing in the future? Well, I'm asking myself a lot about <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what comes after. It's like I, whatever involves like actually being on the ocean is what I would try and find. I'm trying to start um, a lab entirely based on a boat. So when I get that started, <laughs> I will give you a call. Um, so I was going to ask about like what has been, I mean, did you expect that this was what was going to happen in academia? Did you know it was going to be this big uphill battle and that there would be a lot of like desk work and time sacrifice? Like, was that a surprise? I sure should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So would you still recommend it? Like, this, that sounds gloomy. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes and no, maybe. I, I mean, like, I can see the opportunities that are presented through academia and that the primary reason you should do it is you're passionate and interested in what you're studying, mm -hmm. not because of the opportunities or like the money you yeah. make from the yeah. degree, because that's not really realistic. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. I think that's great advice. Um, okay, well, thanks, Pax. This has been a great chat. Catch us next time for Academia Behind the Scenes Part 3. Interviewing my dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's great.